welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't, Don't Tell Mama. Hey y'all, I hope everyone had a happy holiday season and a fabulous start to the new year. This is the first episode release of season eight, and unfortunately, Katie and I lost our Momo shortly after Thanksgiving. So to honor the memory of one of the namesakes of our podcast, Momo Beverly Romeo, we are re-releasing episode 58, where we interviewed her about Old Biloxi. This is now an even more treasured memory for us, and we hope you all enjoy her stories as much as we do. Happy New Year, and cheers to 2024. Go hug your loved ones for me. We're here with Miss, Mrs. Beverly Romeo, and uh, do you give us permission today to interview you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Could you state your full name first and last and spell it for us? Beverly, B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, Dubaz, D-U-B-A-Z, Romeo, R-O-M-E-O. Perfect. And where and when were you born? Biloxi, Mississippi, November the 4th, 1932. Mm-hmm. And then what are the names of your parents? My father was John Dubez. He, I was 12 years old when he passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was married to Cecile Andre from New Iberia, Louisiana, she was. Mm-hmm. She came here to work in a seafood factory, and my dad owned one. And that's how they got together. And my, uh, what, who else? Your spouse. Oh, my spouse is John Elvin Romeo. And his parents were Lawrence Romeo and Ellen Connett Romeo. All Biloxi people. Mm-hmm. And the names of your children. My children. My oldest was Sandra Romeo. Uh, you don't need the ages or anything like that. No, you Sandra know, Romeo. Just, mm-hmm. And uh, then we had Jason Romeo, then Debbie Romeo, <laughs> and last but not least, Celia Romeo. Very good. This is like for the record, for the local history stuff. Okay. All oral histories do this to track okay. them. And now we're going to get into the, the meat and the good questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we are very excited to have you yes. on the podcast, you know, because this is very much what we, one of the reasons we started this, you know what I mean? The whole thing is just like Southern culture, things we learned, things, the wisdom passed down from former generations and everything like that. So, um we have to start with, of course, the question we ask all of our guests, and that is, what is the most Southern thing that has ever happened to you? I think the most Southern thing was when we went, when I was graduating from mm-hmm. high school, our class had to take a senior portrait. Mm-hmm. And we dressed in Southern Belle, wide brim dresses with the crinolines under it. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a different color. 
and we were all up and down on the steps of Beauvoir. Oh, wow. And it made a beautiful picture. It's in yeah. our yearbook. Do you remember the color of your dress? I think mine was pink. Pink? Mm -hmm. Nice. And what school, what school did you go to? Sacred Heart Academy. Nice. In Biloxi. Nice. That was like kind of a symbol of the school because they would put it on the front front of the yearbook. The Bells too. of SHA was the name of the yearbook. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very cool. Okay. Um, so we just have kind of a few, few open-ended questions and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth with that. But what was it like growing up on the point so point cadet there's nothing in the, in the world like it it's the most wonderful place in the world to have grown up where my house was was right across from water and a beach mm -hmm. but it was it was back beach it was on the point but it was right around the corner of the point and uh right now is where the palace casino is mm. And we used to go swimming every day in the summertime, walk on the on the oyster shells and cut our feet, and we didn't even notice it. We'd get in the salt water because that would heal the cuts. And uh, we, I don't know, we just we just had a wonderful time, wonderful childhood. I'm sorry for the kids today that they can't experience that. Yeah. Did you know everybody? Everybody. Everybody <laughs> knew you and you knew everybody and everybody knew everybody's business. <laughs> That's the way it was. Small oh, yeah. town. But but the point was it was just wonderful. It really was. In the on the front beach were the seafood factories. That's strange. The only back bay factory then was well on the point was mm -hmm. Crusoe's. Mm -hmm. It but the rest of them were on front beach. And uh, I don't know, we used to go down there to the factory and sit on the wharf and watch the boats. We just, I don't know, it was just one. We'd get on the boats every weekend and go mm -hmm. out to the islands. Oh, nice. Uh, Horn Island, Ship Island. We'd go to the, the good islands. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And, um, and you grew up in a seafood family, right? Yes. Yeah. You're... You own, your daddy owned the factory, or your family did, I know. My my dad and his, well, yeah, my dad and his four brothers owned it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was George, Luke, John was my daddy, and uh, Dolph. Dolph? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was the Dubas brothers, right? That was the four Dubas brothers, right. They were, they were pretty popular guys in their day. And did you ever work there or anything like that? Did you work for them? Not for them, but uh, my one of my good friends was Marie Clues, mm -hmm. and their factory was right next door to ours. Yeah. And they did a lot of shrimp. We did a lot of crabs. Yeah. And uh, we needed money when, when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her dad put us to work canning shrimp. Oh, wow. And we were, I think we worked there a couple of Saturdays, and then we had enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> but you could pick crabs, couldn't you? My mom taught us how to pick crabs. She could she could clean a crab. I mean, she could clean it. Yeah. And you really had to know the structure of a crab to to do it right. Mm -hmm. I, I was pretty good. I was pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Was the seafood factory your first job? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And where, um, and you worked from there, you worked at, you also worked at the Broadwater Hotel, right? Oh, I had a long history of working. I worked at the Broadwater Hotel. I worked at Sun and Sand mm-hmm. Motel Hotel. And I worked at the Broadwater Beach Hotel. Buena Vista is where I started. Buena Vista, Buena Vista yeah. Hotel. Okay. The first one, yeah. Nice. Nice. And what did you what did you do there? At the Buena Vista I was executive secretary. Mm-hmm. And then when I left there and went to work at Sun and Sand, I was secretary to the general manager there. And then when I went to the Broadwater I was reservations manager. Mm. Did you meet any famous people? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the Broadwater I met a lot of famous well, I say a lot, but movie stars. Yeah. Mostly movie stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you ever meet Jane Mansfield? Oh, my husband. She used to go to his club. Yeah? She went to his club, yeah. Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, the night that she was killed, y'all might not want to put this on, but she had, they had been there. And oh, they wow. left there to go to New Orleans, and that's mm-hmm. when they got killed. Oh, wow. She's got, like, kind of a cult following. People, like, true crime kind of people, or, you know, people that are into that, or contact, like, research her a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, John, my husband. Mm-hmm. Now, this is interesting. Uh, he had a nightclub. Yeah. And Harvey Oswald, y'all know who he is mm-hmm. he went to my husband's club mm. and while he well what happened it was a private club yeah and my husband had this little Cuban girl was one of his waitresses mm-hmm. and she knew him and they went to see her mm. and she asked my husband if, if they he could come in and he said yeah he could come in and have a drink. Well, while he was in there, he took his his jean, he had a jean jacket. He took it off, and when they left, he forgot the jacket. Oh goodness! The next day, that girl never did come back to work. The Cuban girl never did come back to work after that. So he kept kept the jacket, thinking they'd come back and get it, and they never did. So finally, he gave it to a uh, one of the. Um, where they give clothes. For oh, one of the donation centers? Yeah, donation yeah, like Goodwill centers. or something? He says he wish he had kept that jacket now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness. <laughs> it had his name in it. It had Har- in that. Oh, wow. And Harvey Oswald in it. That's crazy. So somebody's got it somewhere, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, but Jane Mansfield used to go to his club a lot. And uh, also, I don't know if you knew, uh, he was on, he was a coach on television and his brother used to was at Gus Stevens restaurant mm-hmm. an entertainer and he used to come to the club a lot. Oh cool. Can't remember their names, that's a shame. Oh, that's... What about Hank Williams? But I now yeah, they he used to go to uh, Cy Williams. I never did go to Cy's. All my friends did, but I never did. But mm-hmm. working at the Broadwater I met uh, Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. He every day would go to the dining room with a book. He he was he forever reading books, mm. and he was he was a real nice guy. 
he wasn't a gangster type, but he was with the gangster a lot. And uh, 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 Robert Redford. Ooh. All right. My boss called me into his office and he said, Robert Redford's coming and is going to be in one of our executive cottages and he's going to call you uh, for some help. I said, okay. <laughs> so anyway, he did. He called and uh, he said, my family's coming in and my children are going to be here and I want to know what's good to buy to fix them for them to have breakfast in the mornings mm. in the cottage. And I wished I'd have said, I'll pick you up in five minutes and take you shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think it out, of course. Mm -hmm. I just started telling him grits and eggs and <laughs> bacon and you know all the stuff that we had for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, and that was my experience with him. And that was it. I saw him, but at a distance. You had a conversation on no, the phone. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh man, oh. missed opportunity, huh? <laughs> and Natalie Wood, uh, she was down here for that. Uh, Our house is condemned. Is condemned. Movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she stayed there. And she would she would come into the lobby barefooted, chewing bubbles, blowing bubble gum. Mm. <laughs> Just like a little kid. Oh, my goodness. And uh, who else? I've I met so many. Wow. We met. Uh, Johnny, 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 there's Johnny, Johnny, what's his last name? Johnny Carson? Carson. We met him in New Orleans. We were at a table right next to him, and he was, he told me that he used to be in the Air Force in Biloxi, which I didn't know. Oh, wow. And um, he didn't like Biloxi too much, he told us. <laughs> Sometimes, some people, it's an acquired taste. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know who could not like Biloxi. But anyway, uh, I can't, I didn't, wasn't prepared for this oh, question. That's okay. That's okay. That's I would okay. have been ready. So You're how good. many years did you work at the Broadwater? Oh, let's see. I guess it was about eight or nine years. It wasn't really, it wasn't really mm -hmm. that long. I worked at the Buenavist a lot longer than that. Okay. Yeah. Sun and Sand was shorter than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you work uh, at the Broadwater when Mrs. Brown was yes. the manager? Yes. For the owner? Yes. yes. And you'll never believe how I got hired. I was at Daddy's Club. I was at his club at Pawpaw's, your Pawpaw's Club. Mm hmm. And uh, I was drinking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy came in. And he said, Oh, you, Beverly, you're on me. a good looking guy. I said, yeah. He said, he said, I'm a manager at the Broadwater. He said, would you be interested in coming to work at the Broadwater? <laughs> I said, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, what? He hired me right then and there. That's funny. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I never got hired when I was drunk before. <laughs> <laughs> Did he po so he poached you from somewhere else, basically? He did. Oh, wow. And, oh, you know who else? This, 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 um, mafia family from New Orleans. Oh, yeah? Famous. Everybody knows my him. Can't remember the names, of course. Oh, that's okay. And his wife used to call me all the time. 
and he, I mean, she, she would call me for everything. Mm -hmm. So she wanted this executive cottage, and I got it for her, and she thought I was wonderful after that. Aww. But anyway, she had a daughter, Sandy's age, mm -hmm. your mother's age, and she wanted me to, I didn't know they were gangs. You know, I didn't know they were mafia. Yeah. And uh, she wanted to know if I'd bring Sandy to spend a day with her daughter. Well, I thought that would be fine. Since, yeah. You know. Why not? What was wrong with that? And I did. <laughs> but I wouldn't do it today. <laughs> if I knew, you know. Yeah. Didn't you have to get a mink coat from her? She gave you a mink coat some one time? No, she no? gave me. She gave me a she gave me a beautiful house coat. House coat, that's what it was. But now this guy from New Orleans, he owned a jewelry store. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a beautiful gold bracelet. You, you know that medallion I had with my name in it? Mm-hmm. That was on hanging on the bracelet. Oh wow. Beautiful. I used to get some pretty nice gifts. Nice. When I worked at the Broadwater. But I I never met people like that before. Yeah. That's crazy. Mandy, when did the Broadwater, or either of y'all, when did the Broadwater close? Uh, you know, the late 80s. 80s. Yeah. And then it was kind of under new management for a while, and then it was destroyed in Katrina. But the yeah. Broadwater had a glory day, because it was open, and then a widow, a wealthy widow, inherited it from New Orleans, mm -hmm. and redid it. That's when the marina came in, and all the golf courses, and that the cottages. That was Dorothy Brown. Miss Dorothy Brown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dorothy Brown. She was the owner of it when I worked for it. Yeah. And the the guy that told me called me that Robert Redford was gonna come, uh, was her nep one of her nephews. Oh wow. And her other nephew ran the marina. Oh nice, yeah. And this the nephew that he liked me, the one that said Robert Redford's gonna call mm -hmm. he called me. His 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 it wasn't his brother, I think it was his cousin, mm -hmm. was the other, was the other Dorset. Yeah. Ran the marina. He was the king of Mardi Gras one year. Mm-hmm. And they had a big party at the Broadwater, and they invited us, all, the most of the employees. And uh, we went, John and I went. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, I got up, came to work as usual. Yeah. Well... I was in the office all by myself. Nobody had showed up yet. Phone rang, and it was Bill Dorsey. He said, would you come in here a minute? I said, yes, sir. I said, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> Gone in the principal's office. <laughs> so anyway, I went in there, and he said, you were at the party last night, weren't you? And I said, yeah. He said, I saw you. He said, you know what? You were the only employee that was at that party that came to work on time this morning. Hmm. He said, and for that, I'm giving you a raise. There you go. And a bonus. And he did. Nice. And he did. I thought, well, it pays. It pays to be loyal. <laughs> and on time. <laughs> and, on time. And on time. For yeah. sure. Because normally, didn't they do the Mardi Gras parties or the breakfast, like the king and queen breakfast or lunch, you know, dinners? Didn't they normally do those at the Buena Vista? Yeah, well, the Nor the Buena Vista was the hotty toddy day of it was great. Yeah, did you ever go? In its heyday. Did you ever go to the Mardi Gras balls at the Elks Club, the one that was on Lemieux Street? 
No, I, I was a lot. I mean, I was around when they had them, yeah. but I didn't. I never went to them. Yeah, because I know the Elks Club. You know how they toast the king and queen in front of City Hall. They used to do it in front of the Elks Club. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The only the only ball I ever went to was when uh, my husband's uh, cousin, first cousin, was mm-hmm. king. Okay, I went to that one. Yeah. Other than that. I never went to a, I mean, they were, you know, it wasn't, it was just everyday stuff to us almost, because there were so many, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were still a pretty good amount of crews and groups, even yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. And now there's even more. <laughs> yeah, Oh, sure. God, yes. Yeah, well, I belonged to when we were growing up, when we were in the, in the 50s. I was in one, and my husband was in another. Was in the men's, and I was in the ladies. Mm-hmm. What were they called? I was in the Bon Vivants, mm. and he was in the Les Royer. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they have that. I know they have the Bon Vivants, but yeah. I don't know if they have the Les Royer anymore. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've heard anything. I haven't heard of it. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think so. It was real popular. It's not the one, it's not the guys that go around kissing all the girls with the flowers, right? Mm-hmm. That's the Bloxy Marching Club. That's the Bloxy Club. Marching Club, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's not the one. <laughs> uh, what is, tell us like some, one of, one or a few of your favorite memories from the coast and, or do you have a favorite memory? I don't know. It seems like, it just seems like my whole life was favorite. I mean, Aww. everything. I like, yeah. you know, I was I was a happy person. Yeah. I, well, I was I was the president of one of the carnival balls one year. Yeah. And that was that was pretty special. Nice. And um, my husband and I used to go to hotels and be able to stay there free because I worked for a hotel. I don't know. I yeah. I, yeah. How did you How did you meet your husband? High school. In high school? Did he go to Notre Dame? He went to Notre Dame, and I went mm-hmm. to Sacred Heart. Yes. Aww. Mm-hmm. Where do you remember the first time you saw him? Yeah. Uh, the girls at school. Oh, that John Romeo's so cute. He's <laughs> a cute boy. I can see him. Where is he? Show me. Who is he? Finally, I, I spied him. I didn't think he was so cute. <laughs> I really did. But he was. He was good looking. Mm-hmm. He was a good looking boy. But uh, that's where I met him. High yeah. school. Mm-hmm. What was your first date? I think, I think when he, he used to have a motor scooter. Mm-hmm. And we used to go motor scooter riding. Aw. And uh, I think we went to a, there was a uh, Wiener Rose out at, we used to call them Wiener Rose. I don't know what y'all call them now. If y'all even have them. Bonfire? Y'all had a bonfire. We had a Wiener Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and we, y'all had beer and whiskey and we had Coke. Coke. <laughs> Coca-Cola. But anyway, um, they had a Wiener Rose at, uh, on Rivers, at Riverside. And I think that was our first yeah. day. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And how long, y'all, how long did y'all date before you got married? Well, we started in about the 10th grade. 
we got married the year after we graduated from high school. Oh, so wow. that was three years. Three mm -hmm. years? Oh, three years. Nice. Very nice. So, you know, every day I look at pictures of all the things gone that are, and things that have changed on the coast. But I want to ask you, what do you wish had not changed about the coast? Is there a building you wish was still here, or a business, or a restaurant, or a, you know, a, a pastime? I, I do. I wish that the uh, the tallest manor was still here. Mm. Um, the... The house that was right at the lighthouse, right across from the lighthouse. The Dantzler house? Dantzler house. Mm -hmm. I wish it was still here. Yeah. I wish that the double highway was gone and we just had that one lane road on the beach. Yeah. I wish we still had the seawall, which is covered in sand right now. Yeah. You know, nobody ever sees it. Yeah. I just wish we had old Biloxi again, like when I was a kid. Yeah, that never happened. So, yeah, anyway, it was a major tourist destination for a long time. Now that's one of my mem. One of my best memories was was old Biloxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manny looks at pictures of that all day, huh? All day, and actually. I don't know, the the beach mm -hmm. and the double highway was one of my great-grandfather's projects. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Dewey Lawrence. What a shame. I know, like, it's funny, it's like funny to listen to it. I'll like, oh, tell you something else I like. Mm -hmm. I wish, oh, I wanted one so bad, was the shoe fly that, that said. Oh, that sits the, in front of the house or on the oak tree. Yeah, yeah. What is that? So the shoe fly the little, is the porch, the high porch on top. It's like a gazebo around oh, an oak tree. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. that was, I remember that. We used they to go. They called them the shoe fly. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a gazebo that sits, or like the oak tree is in the middle and they build it around it. It's like a tree house, but you don't have to climb up very mm -hmm. far, basically. Right. They had steps. Yeah. The steps, it's supposed to be at an elevation to where mosquitoes is that what don't bite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's good to know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's what they were called. That's and cool. Also, away from flies. Mm. That's what they called it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Is there anything about New Biloxi that you're glad is here? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, I hate that so much has been taken away by the hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. And New Biloxi is very slow coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lot, a not not a lot new. The uh, Any condos are new or fairly new. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. My husband would have loved the casinos being here when we were younger. Yeah. They tried to get him to go to Las Vegas to work a lot. Yeah. Because... He was dealing cards when he was 15 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Illegally, but he was dealing cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a big history in that. Did I ever let you read that legend? You did. You did. Yeah. I don't know if Mandy has it. That might be a good thing to give Mandy, actually. She it would be. Like it would be a good thing. For the library. It's my, basically my Popo story. Mm. Growing up. About the illegal uh, alcohol. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's a hot topic right yeah, now. Yeah, and gambling and stuff like that. It's a it's really like, nostalgic topic for old Biloxi, mm -hmm, and yeah, a lot of people. Like, yeah, I need to let you read that. 
Mm-hmm. I have I have a copy. I'll have I think go. I probably have one too somewhere, like mm-hmm. in my email or something like that. That might be yeah, a good. Just forward it to thing. Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll look and see. If not, then we'll get one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that long. It's, yeah. But it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us about your grandma's? My grandma, my my grandma Dubez. Well, they both passed away. My grandma Dubez passed away the year before I was born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my grandma Andre was my mother's middle name, maiden maiden name Andre. Uh, she passed away when I was about six, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she lived in New Iberia, Louisiana. My mother had a very interesting, more a lot more interesting life than I did, and she didn't go anywhere. Oh wow! But they had a they had ten kids. Mm-hmm. She was one of ten kids. And they all, she can tell you some stories about those days. But anyway, my grandma, Dubez, is in Biloxi Cemetery, and that's who they had. My grandpa, they had the... Uh, the tour? The tour, mm-hmm. years ago. And her name was uh, Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. They called her Maggie. Maggie. Mm-hmm. Maggie Dubaz? Maggie Dubaz. Wow. I wish I knew him, but I didn't know him. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any aunts that were kind of grandmother figures to you or great aunts? <laughs> I had a lot of aunts. I mean, not a lot. I had my mother's on my mother's side, but they were all in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And over here, my daddy's, the only aunts I had was... Two of my daddy's brothers mm-hmm. got married, and they were my aunts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I didn't didn't have any. Was your family in New Iberia? Were they Cajun? They were very Cajun, yes. Because yeah, a lot of people, I'm just going to say this just for the sake of the podcast, is there's two French, two several different types of French descendant people on the Gulf Coast in Louisiana and Mississippi. Uh, Cajun people are descended from the the French uh, the French colonists that were expelled from Acadia in Canada. Right. And then there's a lot of us, though, that are actually French-Canadian from Quebec with the landing of D'Iberville in 1699. No, my, <laughs> my, my mother's family came from Canada. Exactly. The Arcadia. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why they got the Cajun name. Exactly. Right. That's the like, but it's a little different. I'd like to, to clarify it for our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it's, yes. There's Very two different like, cultures, basically. So the cultures of people. So your family would be Cajun, but my family is French and they were French Canadian, but they came a lot longer. From, yeah. From, from Co- like Quebec oh, and yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, D'Iberville. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Cool. Yeah, now, my mother was French, but she had a lot of Irish in it, and I didn't know that till not too long ago. Mm-hmm. She was dead when I found out. Oh, wow. And uh, my dad is Austrian, mm-hmm. Yugoslavian, Austrian. Mm-hmm. Croatian. Yeah, Croatian. Mm-hmm. And so you were, you were a member of the... Um, French club? Yeah. And the Slavonian ladies. <laughs> You're like me. I qualify for both as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stanovich's and the Bosarges. <laughs> yeah. Stanovich, now, that's it. My dad, my grandpa, Dubez. Mm-hmm. They lived in Florida, and he had a store, but he also had a boat, a, a 
a shrimp, like a shrimp boat. Mm-hmm. And they convinced him to bring his family to Biloxi to, to do some fishing, to have a fishing business. Mm-hmm. And he put his family, his wife and his four boys, on the boat and went from Florida. And they parked between Ship Island, I mean Horn Island, Deer Island, mm-hmm. and Biloxi. And uh, the Steinoviches, mm-hmm. my my daddy's, my grandpa and the Steinoviches were the two first mm-hmm. in Biloxi. You're right. The Steinoviches came and before came for, the rest of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In the late, late 1890s, I think. Or it was before 1900. It was before that, yeah, because... Yeah. Or maybe in the 1880s, actually. Cause it might have been, because my, my daddy and his brothers were, they were young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Any other stories that you have, or anything that comes to your mind right now? No, but I have a question. Yeah. What you trying to keep from Mama? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a story with this. <laughs> I never, okay, I'll actually, let Mandy answer this yeah. one. <laughs> and I've actually never said this on the podcast. Yeah, we works. haven't talked about it. I mentioned then. it on another podcast I was recently interviewed for. But mm-hmm. so years ago, I always have a hustle idea in my head, Mrs. Beverly. Like I'm always like thinking of something, like the next big thing. And for a long time, I wanted to have a YouTube channel called Don't Tell Mama, where I did Southern recipes, but made them a little healthier, if it was possible. Yeah. (laughs) And that would have been Don't Tell Mama there, because of the recipes. (laughs) And then it merged later that I wanted to do a podcast with Leah and Katie, and I just knew this name was perfect. Yeah. (laughs) But there's also, um, (laughs) we also tried to talk about, like I said, we tried to think about where we've come from, but also where we're going. Because I think there's parts of the past that we've got to grow from. And oh, y'all are going to go a long ways. So that's, uh, you know, so it's kind of both. And it's kind of like a where we try to talk about our identity growing, yeah. you know. Yeah, because yeah. Biloxi, with growing up here, the Gulf Coast, I feel like, is so ingrained as a part of your identity, you know. And a lot of that comes from the long history of, like, family and the importance of family here, I feel like, you know. Right. And, and, I mean, not everywhere, like, not all places in the United States have such a, like, who's your family mentality, you know what I mean? Like, the first thing you ask anybody down here is, who's your family? Because, yeah, you know? <laughs> like, like all my kids used to come home from school. I met a new boy today and my his cousin. Yeah, yeah exactly. You do ask that all the time. You know, yep. And that's, I don't think that that's as, I mean, there are, are parts of the United States that are still like that, but I don't think there's as many. You know what I mean? And I don't know, at least to me, you know? Well, in the Southern culture, I feel like it is still like that and a yeah. lot. But I also thought about it too. There's also a lot of difference between the Mississippi Gulf Coast mm-hmm. and like North Mississippi Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. So we kind of like world. to explore that as well. We mm-hmm. have had other Mississippi guests on and it's fun. We've had people from um, Jackson and yeah. other places in Mississippi as well. But it's fun to kind of flush that out as well. It really is. It really is. Actually, we're so different from North mm-hmm. Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. It. 
Well, even the point, Biloxi, like Point Cadet itself is different from the rest of the Gulf Coast. Back Bay was too. Back mm-hmm. Bay was too, because I would say my North grandmother, Biloxi, yeah. my, my paternal grandmother grew up on Langley Point, and they have a whole culture mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's unique to them. We had, we did, yeah, we had, we had. And my other great-grandmother, one yeah. great-grandmother lived in Wool Market around Colville, and they have their own That was culture. different. That was different, and the other one lived on Cedar Lake, and mm-hmm. that was, now Cedar Lake and Wool Market are kind of, have similarities, but they were different communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the communities, communities were just, as well. each one had their own identity. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. And you can, and, you and, can see and it And where grew up in town, yeah. that was different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true, because Popo grew up in town, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we called it town. Yeah, yeah. Like, or I find it interesting, because a lot of people come to my department asking about stuff with Biloxi schools, and I really have no clue because most of my family went to, like, D'Iberville or Harrison County schools. And the ones that did live in Biloxi, like my grandpa Jerry and his brothers and sisters, went to Catholic school. Yeah. So I don't have that connection, even though I have so many families that mm-hmm. are generations yeah. down here. I've None of them went to Biloxi school. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know which one was Howard 1 or Howard 2 or, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, Howard 2 was on a point. I don't know yes. where Howard 1 was. There was, um, yeah, Howard 1 was where the post office is, the current post office on Main Street is. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I learn. I do learn. I, I care, and I care about the history, but I find it interesting that mm-hmm. I have generations of my family from down here, and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> when they come and ask me yeah, some of this sure. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Back Bay, we all had our own identity, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but boy, you could tell people from across the bay. We called it across the bay. Across the bay. Diablaville was across the bay. Yes. Yeah, their accents they, are different. <laughs> they talk like nobody else. You're right. Like nobody else. We need mm-hmm. to. I do need to record my grandmother because yeah, for sure. She's got that. She's got that accent. You can hear yeah. it in her accent. Well, the point. I feel like Biloxi Point that has its own accent as well. Like there's so many like micro accents in this area and I think it's so mm-hmm. interesting like you can tell you know it's so interesting like Ocean Springs is very different like even now it's still think here. I'm from New Orleans the way I talk mm-hmm. and I don't I mean I don't know how I got that it's know. the the point you have like a mixture of like there's like it yes. it creeps in like some of the New Orleans accent creeps in over there I feel like because yeah. a lot of them I think were from mm-hmm. um Louisiana yeah, too, a lot right? of, yeah, they mm-hmm. did. A lot did come from Louisiana. DJ's mama had, was from New Orleans, and she had, you know, a similar accent. Mm-hmm. Or then my grandpa and my grandma, the, my grandpa that grew up in Woolmarket, and my mm-hmm. great-grandmother, they had real country, like more a traditional country mm-hmm. yeah. accent. Yeah. Mississippi accent. Mississippi yeah. accent. <laughs> my grandpa would say words like pillar, yeller. <laughs> <laughs> and she, see, she's, you'd say pillar. For the pillow, for the sleeping pillow. Uh-huh. Yeah, pillow. Yeah, yep, pillow. Exactly, yeah, he'd say pillow. Mm-hmm. It isn't a pillow, it's a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, My very friend different from, uh, Betty, Betty, uh, she married Canine Philippich. She was from Loosedale. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she really had that. She said, I'm fixing to go to town. <laughs> she, she probably Sounded real cornbread. <laughs> yeah, she did. But it was it. cute. You know, I love it. It wasn't wasn't real 
It was cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cute. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, What's your favorite Point Cadet meal? Oh, that's a good Point one. Point Cadet. Favorite. Well, let me tell you this. Because my daddy was involved with a seafood factory, uh-huh. we had seafood every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> now, we hated it. Now, <laughs> I'd give my, my soul for some. <laughs> did they do stuffed crabs? I love stuffed crabs. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did everything. But let's see what my favorite, my favorite. Oh, I could tell y'all a funny story. Do it. When I was in high school, mm-hmm. I came home and it was freezing. It was cold. And Mama was out in the backyard hanging clothes. And every day I'd come in starving. Y'all probably did too. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a pot of stew on the stove. Boy, I got me a bowl and I did it, it, the best white meat, tender. Mama came in and she says, Oh, she says, You like my rabbits too. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought I was eating chicken. Oh, my goodness. And I got so sick. She done that, and I couldn't eat chicken for years. Oh no! I, literally years, I couldn't eat chicken. After oh my that. gosh! Because you thought it, it reminded you of the rabbit. I guess it had some oh. kind of connection. That's funny. But that was that was oh I got punished. <laughs> oh no! Oh my goodness! Did y'all do red beans and rice on Mondays? Is that something y'all did? We did red be- when I was going to school. Mm-hmm. To uh, parochial school. Yeah. We had a bowl of red beans and rice every single day with a uh, fun nickel. A nickel oh, wow. bowl of red beans. That was our lunch. A nickel every bowl. Every day. Wow. And a slice of buttered bread. Aw, that's not That's what we had every day at the Catholic school. Wow. That was from the first through the eighth grade. Every single day. For me. And I love red beans and rice. You're not tired of them yet. I do. I love them. Mm -hmm. And that else I didn't get tired of. That's good. Dang. It's a classic. I still make it. It's a comfort. Yeah. I made it when I lived in Scotland. My mom sent me the beans and the Zatarans mix. Yeah. (laughs) To have a party at my place. I did a Mardi Gras party and my mom sent me. And she saran wrapped a king cake. Oh, that was great. That is great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it matters. Like, these things, mm-hmm. these are yeah, part You're of our identity. That's your memories, yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to... We might have to have a round two sometime. I know, right? Because I know I'll think of stuff. As soon as I go back to work tomorrow, I'll think of stuff. Cause yeah, I think it's boring. It. I think it's boring. It is not boring no. at all. This was perfect. This is so. great. Thank you so much, yes, and thank you for coming on. We well, I'm it. proud to be here. <laughs> we love it, so thank you. No, I kept saying, I kept thinking when y'all first started this, I kept thinking, don't tell Mama. <laughs> they better tell me. <laughs> what are they trying to keep from Mama? <laughs> They don't want Mama to know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to keep you in the dark, huh? Yeah.
for more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 